everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 458. Today we're going to take a look at Isle of Sky, and this game was provided to me by GameSurplus.com. So definitely go take a look at it if this seems interesting to you and get it from them. Uh, this is from Mayfair Games, it plays two to five players, and it's kind of like Carcassonne with sort of a set your price mechan mechanic that is kind of like Castles of Mad King Ludwig. So that's pretty glib. Let's jump into how it exactly works and then I will tell you what I think of it. Okay, so here you can see just about everything that you get in Isle of Sky. You've got here a score track and a round track as well as the types of things that you're going to score. So let's take a look at that before we talk about anything. Now you can see here we've got four different sort of scoring tiles, A, B, C, and D. And there are a mess of these off to the side. So each game you're gonna randomly draw four, it's gonna be different every single game, and you're gonna put these in random order. So, you know, one game, even if you drew these same four magically, one game, they might be in a different order, which will inform your decisions during the game. So these are the things that you're going to actually score. Now there's a two-sided board here. This is the two to four player side. There's a five player side on the other side. And you're gonna play this number of rounds. So in this case, you're gonna play six rounds. Uh, in a five player game, you'll play five. And then you'll see here at the bottom, you can see it says A and then B and then A and C. So as this moves along, you're gonna score these different tiles uh, throughout the game. You're gonna score each of them three times. So at the end of the first round, you're just gonna look at A. And you can even, if you want, flip these over just so folks can, you know, focus on one of those. I don't like to do that because I like to see what's coming up because a lot of times, maybe this round, I'm not, I know I'm not gonna score that much or I don't expect to. And I like to sort of plan, you know, for the future. So you're gonna move up here. And then again, in the final round, you're gonna score in this case, uh, B, D, and C. Now the other thing to note is based on, you know, where you're at in scoring, you, all, you will get a bonus, in this case, starting in round three of a buck for every player that's ahead of you. So if there were two players ahead of me, I'd get two bucks. All the way to the last round, where you're gonna get four bucks for each player that's ahead of you. Now it's a very blatant catch-up mechanic, but it's not too bad. Don't let that scare you away. It's a little bit of an obvious catch-up mechanic, but it's not bad. Uh, then you get some points at the end of the game for money and different things, but how does a round actually work? Well, each player is going to get a shield in their player color, and on the back of these shields, it has all the steps of a round. So you can see the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna get income. Now, each player is going to start with the same kind of castle here. So we can see this one, we've got a castle. Each player is gonna immediately get, to start the game, $5 uh, of income from their castle to start the game, and every round they're on either's way to get more income as well. So first thing you're gonna do is get income, and then the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna dig into the bag, each player's gonna dig in the bag, and you're gonna draw out three tiles. There's a bunch of tiles here. So you're gonna mix these up. Every player's gonna draw three, and you're gonna stick these in front of your shield. So everybody can see the one that you drew, and you're gonna set these separate from your castle. Now you will be able to get you know tiles, and the whole point is to build up your sort of kingdom here, but set these three separate from your kingdom, and then behind your screen, you're gonna place different dollar amounts, and each player is also going to have an ax. And so you have to place the ax behind one. Now nobody knows which one you're putting it behind, but this one is actually gonna be discarded once we reveal what's there. So maybe let's say I put just randomly here two bucks behind that one, and then a buck behind this one. And remember, I started with five to start the game, so I'll have two left in my hand. And you keep any money that you have left hidden, so nobody knows exactly how much you put in there, and nobody knows how much you have to spend. Now after that, 
each player is going to take and reveal their uh, screens and remove them. Anything that has the axe behind it, this is going to get discarded and go back into the bag. And then this is going to be the cost now for your tiles. Now this is the start player marker. This is going to rotate around the table uh, every round. So let's say I'm first. Now I can look over, pretend there's players here. <laughs> I can look over and buy one other player's tile. And the amount of money they have behind the tile is how much I have to pay them. So let's say this was in front of another player. I would have to pay them two bucks. So maybe I'll pay them the two bucks. They will get my two bucks and the money they put behind it back into their hand. They'll have this now immediately for spending. So if you're going last in a turn, it, hopefully you have some, maybe some extra money because players buy your tiles. And so I bought one tile and I set it aside and we keep going around. Everybody has a chance to just buy one tile and that's it. After that happens, any tiles, if you do have any tiles in front of you, you will get to keep, but you lose the money behind it. So maybe there's a tile that you have, you're like, that would work really, really well in my kingdom. So I'm gonna set the price really, really high so nobody buys it, but again, you're gonna lose that money. And if they do buy it, then they're gonna give you a ton of money for it. So you have to kind of weigh that and balance that. Now, after everybody set a chance to buy all of the tiles, then you're going to actually place and arrange them and then score. So maybe we'll just arrange these like so. Just put them out here randomly. And then you're gonna take a look at the scoring. So let's just look at what we drew here. So this one in the first round, you're going to get one point for each animal, in this case, sheep and cattle, that is adjacent or on a farm. So that can be diagonal or orthogonally adjacent and so on. Now, I have nothing like that, but there's tiles with farms and tiles with different animals. And then in the next round, you're gonna get two points for each sort of square. So what this means is if I have actually a square of tiles here like that, so then I would get those points. Uh, this one here, this is a good example for uh, your largest completed area. Uh, you're gonna get two points for each um, uh, tile in the area. So you can see this is four tiles big. And so that can be very interesting. This one is more of a competitive one. This is whoever has the most ships on the tiles in front of them will get five points. Uh, second place is we'll get two. And so there's just a bunch of these. There's all kinds. I mean, this is, you're gonna get one point for each completed area. Uh, there's another ship one. You're gonna get one point for each sheep out there. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, this one here is gonna be um, vertically, so kind of oriented based on how your castle is oriented for every three plus vertical sort of row, you're gonna get three points. Now let's talk a little bit about the rules for the tile placing. So for example here, let's look at this and let's say that I had this arranged. Now, it's almost legal. Now the only thing you have to worry about on the tiles is the terrain edge. So you can see I've got a mountain edge there and then a mountain edge here. Uh, and then I've got mountain edges and then grass edges and water edges. Now the roads, in this case, you can see this castle here with the road, kind of dead ends, that's okay. As long as the terrains match, you're fine. Now, this one is kind of out of sorts because you've got grass on mountain. That doesn't work. So what I've got to do now is turn this like so, and that would be okay. Even though, again, the road dead ends. Now, but you've got a problem here because this has uh, mountains there. You'd have to go ahead and turn that one like so. Now you have grass on grass and so on. Now, the reason you worry about the roads is some of the scoring tiles that you need to have draw roads like back to your castle. The other thing is for income, let's just set that aside, you get extra income here for these little barrels. 
if they draw back to your castle via a road, you get an extra buck of income, which can be very, very useful. So you get that income in addition to the five every round. And then again, you just build these up. You buy one each, each round. The setting the price is very important. And then you're gonna to start to score multiple of these different scoring tiles uh, per round. So you kinda of, kind of have to plan for that as well. Now at the end of the game, you can see here, you get for every five bucks you have, you get a point. And that can kind of come into play towards the end of the game because uh, as sort of people's income increases and then you know you start to get the sort of catch-up money, you might have a lot of money in points and you might just say, well, I'm gonna put 20 bucks behind this and because it's you know it's only worth three points to me, but if somebody buys it, then I'm gonna get you know a whole bunch of points because you go five to one. Now you do have these scrolls, which it talks about here. So one example of a scroll here is this one here. You can say you get one point for every two sheep and you score these scrolls at the end of the game. So this is another thing where you can get a fair amount of points, especially if you're able to accumulate a lot of scrolls, um, that can kind of catch you up if you've been kind of missing out of these periodic scorings during the game. Now you can see this one has a little border around it. And what that means is if this scroll here is in a completed area, you're gonna actually score it double. Now a completed area, I've talked about that a few times, is if it's completely closed off and you can have completed water areas, you can see this one just all completed by itself. It's just on the one tile. You can have a completed grass area, which we don't see here, but here I've got a completed mountain area. You can see it closes off here and then here and so on. Now, if a scroll, in this case, is in a completed area, it's gonna double, like I said. So normally I'd get one point for each of these towers. I think I've just got the one here, but in this case it would score me you know, two points uh, because it's in a completed area. And I, like I said, some of these other tiles here will score you points because it, they, you know, if they're in complete area. So that's another kind of thing to consider. So there's a little bit to chew on. You know, you might you know, be wanting to get some of these incomes. You might have you know, different scoring tiles to count ships or cattle or sheep. You may not, so you may think, oh, well, there, there's no ship scoring in this, so it's worthless, but you might look at the structure of the tile itself, can I close an area off, you know, and so on, or does it have a scroll on it, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so that is Isle of Sky. What do I think of it? Well, I really enjoyed this game, and it's got a couple elements that I kind of alluded to there at the end of the walkthrough uh, that I really like, but the first sort of crux of all of that is the whole setting the price. And the setting the price thing is very, very cool. And I really, really like uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Uh, that to me is, I like all the cool funky castles and stuff you can build, that's nice. But the whole setting the price thing is, is the best part of it. Uh, because you have the whole thing where you set the price and then you're able to sort of get some money out of it. And you've got that also here where you're trying to weigh, okay, you know, this would be pretty good for me and it might be better down the road. So I should probably set a decent price at it. But if nobody buys it, then you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose a bunch of money. But the other thing is you don't, you don't wanna set it too cheaply because um, you know, if you're afraid of losing money because if everybody buys your tiles, I mean, you can sometimes, it's rare. I think I've seen it one time. Uh, how many times we played this? Six, maybe seven times. Uh, one time somebody, one round had no tiles to put out because they had no money to buy any tiles that were available, they didn't have enough money, excuse me, enough money to buy any tiles that were still available and it was their turn and everybody bought their tiles. So they had nothing to put out. Um, but you know, that's something you have to be wary of because it can happen. Um, so I like that aspect. It's just you know trying to gauge everybody, figure out what's going on. But you also have this cool thing here of this little ax token to discard one of the tiles. <laughs> so uh, one example of that, it, it comes into play quite a bit was uh, we were in the race for like most of something. I can't remember what it was. It might've been most ships. 
It was something else though. So uh, my friend and I were tied for second on it and we each, it was the last round and we drew it and you can see everything that everybody has out is available. So you can kind of gander at each other and say, oh, he's got that one over there. That one's got a cattle and a sheep and, and the road's nice. Mine's good, but it's got the scroll. So you, you know, you're kind of like weighing and evaluating all what everything is worth and trying to figure out what everybody else is gonna put it's worth. But we had this thing where it's gonna break a tie and based on kind of the turnover, I was like, well, I'll just discard mine. <laughs> and he didn't you know, expect that I would do that. And he was like, oh, I'll just buy that one because he had so much money. But it was like, I was, I think I was first. I flipped it up, discarded that one. He was like, no. And I paid like, you know, through the nose for it. But it was enough to prevent him from getting second place. And, you know, so there's some gamesmanship that you can do there uh, with, you know, how much money you put. And also, which one do you discard? You're like, oh, this might be worth, you know, it's pretty good. But, you know, it doesn't help me that much. I'm going to get some money out of it. But I'm really more focused on these other, you know, scorings. So I'm just going to get rid of it and discard it. So I like that aspect of the game. Uh, and it's just, I like it because each tile is cool because they have just these different ways that you can look at it. You can look at it and say, oh, it's got income. It's got a farm and the farm is going to combo with this scoring ability or there's a scroll that is going to give me a point for each farm. And, you know, or can I use it to complete an area off or can I use it to kind of grow my area and set it up to score you know, some of the uh, the tiles that give you big scoring for largest completed area, for example. Uh, you know, maybe I'll miss that first one, but the last two I'm gonna really nail and get like, you know, 12 or 14 points per. Uh, so you have to kind of set that up. And just the order of the scoring tiles, the way they come out, they're gonna be so different. So that's just gonna make you reevaluate what you think is a good tile and, and all that stuff. So everything feels like very reusable in that way, which is kind of nice. But it really plays very simply. You just draw three tiles, set the price, buy one that looks nice, sort of assemble, and you have these very discreet, easy scorings. Like, okay, I'm gonna score this one, this one, this one. That's easy, I'm gonna get this many points, and so on. But then there's some layers there to it. Uh, but it's very easy and simple to get into. So at the end of the day, I think it's gonna be that nice, you know, kind of like a gateway game. I think, I think you could, you can almost replace Carcassonne. You know, there's, there's a little bit more going on here than Carcassonne, but I don't see why you couldn't introduce this to, um, you know, brand new folks. I mean, maybe there's like a setup of scoring tiles that you could do, but once you do like two rounds of it, and you know, maybe some of the scorings are a little bit, I, I hate to use the word convoluted or complex because they're not for me, but, you know, as, as like a new gamer might be difficult to get into. And just, you know, sometimes they're just a little bit more tricky to explain. You gotta see them in action a couple of times. You could take some of those out and set up more of a simple one and then play through it. And you get that round or two in there and then you're good to go. And then I think people will be sailing right along. Um, so yeah, I enjoy this game and I, I would definitely recommend it uh, for folks that are, you know, or like tile placement games and maybe looking for kind of a gateway type of game. And it's just kind of over, like kind of across the board, well executed as well. Okay, thanks.